Welcome to the Listen Up Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby After Show. That was a fantastic show that we had uh, last week. And now that we've heard from the mommies, we thought we'd do something a wee bit different. And with the after show, it's only fair to hear from the other half of the parenting equation, the daddies. But not only are the guys that we're going to chat with proudly standing up and screaming, I'm a daddy. They do it worldwide. We've assembled the A-team of daddy bloggers on this show to break it down as to what works, what doesn't, and what's left over that makes great content for America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> Joining me tonight is the host of the Wild Living Healthy Baby Healthy Mom show, Margaret Wallace Duffy, who also has the joy in her daily life of giving these little bundles of joy a baby massage, don't you, Margaret? I do indeed, Todd. That was a great show. And as always, thrilled to be here with Listen Up Talk Radio for our after show. But I got to tell you, I'm loving the fact that I'm being surrounded by daddies this evening. I'm so excited to have both bloggers on the on the uh, show with us and really excited to get the man's perspective of the parenting equation because I know as a mom firsthand uh, the challenges that we face and that's what this show was about, but it wouldn't have been the same without also bringing daddies to the table. So welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Casey, Casey Palmer from Toronto, Ontario, joins us, who, uh, who claims on his website that he's not a blogger, but that he simply <laughs> talks a lot. And he uh, writes quite a bit on this uh, so-called non-blog, which you can find on the web at CaseyPalmer.com. Welcome, Casey. Thank you very much. Joining us as well is Ron Maddox from Indiana, who is a blogger, proudly claims he is so, and has a great site called Clark Kent's Lunchbox, and it's a really cool comic book design website. Very cool, Ron. What's the story with your, the design of your site and, and the title? Well, uh, I it accidentally got kind of like into like comic books like later on in life um, as an adult. And uh, I was really enthralled with the idea of like what it would be like to be Superman's parents, to like parent the most powerful being in the universe. You know, if he was throwing a temper, temper tantrum, he could, you know, use his x-ray vision or his heat vision or <laughs> super strength. And, you know, so, you know, what kind of things would you have to, to instill in a child like that, you know, the values and to be a super parent? Um, so that's kind of the idea behind my blog, and you know, so I, I draw off the the Superman theme there. So wait a second, we were talking before the show started, and you said you have five children. You don't have enough of a challenge. You actually want to parent the strongest being on the earth. Yeah, I, I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> Sounds like it. So over the years, I found that uh, I, I'm a little older. I'm 49, and what I grew up with as the um, the archetype for my parenting was a traditional dad, old school, no emotion, fairly dictatorial and strict, laid down the law. Wasn't really one much for, you know, physical contact, but was also the one who was primarily um, charged with the physical activity of a child. So we would play sports, whether it was baseball or hockey. That's really, really changed since I became a parent again for the second time. Do you guys agree? What, what do you think, Casey? I completely agree. I can only speak so much to it. I'm actually 31 and the parent of an eight-month-old son. And I know that in the last eight months, I've seen 
uh, wide range of expectations of things I should do as a father, whether, whether it's, you know, taking care of changing or playing with him for hours on end, uh, throwing him up in the air and making sure I catch him afterward. <laughs> and, <laughs> and just the, the, the variety of things I just see dads doing, especially in Toronto, where there's a huge diversity of cultures and approaches to parenting. It's just, there's no hard and fast rules of what a dad represents anymore from what I've seen. And what about you, Ron? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally there too. Uh, being 42, I guess I'm kind of in the middle of it. <laughs> um, and growing up, you know, my father was the same way, but it's interesting because I, over the years, as I look back, I, I see kind of like this confusion in my father uh, in that he felt like he should be doing something different. Um, but couldn't reconcile that with what, you know, society's was saying. And so using that as a model, you know, as I became a father, um, I had some of those same issues and it wasn't until I lost my job and ended up becoming a full-time stay-at-home dad that I had to take and completely, uh, have a complete shift in my paradigm in terms of what a, what a father does and what it means to be a provider. Um, it's not necessarily just being somebody that provides food and money for the family, but also provides that emotional support for the children as well. You know what, Ron, um, what an astute observation. I completely uh, agree with the statement you made about the struggle that I think a lot of men face, especially, you know, my parents. Uh, I'm going to tell my age here, guys. This is uh, I'm. Not usually what women do, but I don't mind. So I'm 47, and um, I, my dad actually had me when he was 40, and so he just celebrated his 87th birthday, and I had a bit of a different experience. I had a father that was very much um, hands-on, and but. You know, a lot of men his age were looking at him like, what, what are you doing? Like, this is not typical. This is the norm. And of course, for me, it was just natural. It's what, it's what he always did. And uh, when I became a mom, and of course, with, with my husband, really watching him take on that role of being hands-on as well was, was really cool to see. But I think you're absolutely right. It's not, there isn't a hard, fast rule anymore. And I, I think that's what's so exciting about, about, parenting nowadays and from a scientific perspective which you know Todd I always like to do this I always love to bring it back to the science and the well-being <laughs> side of things I know with the power of touch we know firsthand that babies respond differently to mommy versus daddy's touch and there's not a right or a wrong touch it just means that it's different and it's wonderful when children are able to experience both sides of that equation um, because it is very very different and it's something that a child needs. So um, I thought it was really astute observation for you to say that you could see the struggle in your dad and to recognize it in yourself. That's um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, I'm a slow learner, so it took me a little while to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, in all honesty, I think maybe this is... Uh... How do I put this? Guys are maybe more in touch with their feminine side, which has traditionally been the mom's role to provide the the warmth and the caring and the, the, the power of touch. Traditionally, you know, dads from my era would give you a pat on the head or, you know, maybe a kick in the backside if you were doing something wrong versus now where dads are really embracing that touch and the cuddles and, you know, having kids climb up in their lap to read a book, which is really cool. 
And, uh, you know, my, my dad has now migrated to that as well, where he's starting to, you know, really enjoy that with his grandkids. It is so neat to see different generations and and watching the difference in in parenting. And I do love the fact, you know, stay-at-home dads, you know, bravo. It is a tough job. Whether you're a mom or you're a dad, I, I can remember days and I ran, you know, I ran a business. And when I was first home with my kids for a short period of time, there were days where I was trying to shower at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the afternoon before my husband came home because I thought, like, that that's the first thing I could do in the day other than taking care of a child. So being a stay at home dad is, and recognizing that that is about providing is um, I think really important, a really important thing to raise. Yeah. I think when you're in that position, you automatically default to putting the, the child first. Um, and in, uh, that's something that's, you know, you're not used to until you're in that position. And then, you know, no matter if you're the, the father or the mother, then, you know, you, you find yourself in that position and <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yes. Now, I've got a question, Todd, for these guys. I, I want to know the real side of the equation from the man's perspective. So here you've, you know, you've, you've had your first child and it's very exciting time and your wife's going through physical and emotional changes and there's this little seven pound something little child that turns your world upside down. How do you, as a, as a husband, as a dad, as a man, adjust to all of these changes in your new reality, not just with the baby, but the relationship with your, with your wife or your partner? Well, it's not always easy. I mean, it's been a huge adjustment for things like scheduling, how we interact, how tired both of us yeah. are at times, yeah. and things like that. And it's, uh, I think it's taking things like respect, understanding, and other things that may have been taken for granted a bit, you know, in the years before a kid came along to a new level where now you have to make sure that, uh, you're more understanding of what goes on in the day. And even though, um, you know, my wife's on still maternity leave right now for another few months and I'm at work with a job that's very um, demanding of you know, my skills and resources, but I still have to be a good father when I get home. And I still have to make sure that I'm also a good husband and vice versa. There's, there's a lot that goes into making sure that we're keeping sane, even though there's this little guy who wants entertainment 24 7 until he passes out and he can't do anything for himself he's not even crawling yet so he's just like you have to carry me everywhere and do everything and they have to do it now or else you're going to sign the siren and you're doomed <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's like a ticking time bottom it's like okay if i don't do this within the next three seconds it's over game over <laughs> but it, it's definitely change the dynamic of how we operate and you get to appreciate a little more in our situation anyway what you actually need in your lives and what you don't there's been a lot of things i can either that i would have done a year ago that now i can pass on or they don't have as much of a priority anymore because i have more important things to do at home to make sure that we're all doing okay Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and it's interesting you said things you'll pass on and, and how quickly some, some different activity becomes a focus that you actually enjoy. And it's amazing to me how that happens seamlessly. Uh, and all of a sudden, I know, you know, I'm on vacation right now with, with my family and our kids are certainly at different stages, 18 and 
and 12 and you know we were at the fireworks display last night for Canada Day and just sitting there enjoying time where where the kids are still all together and we're there as a family um it really is valued and really matters to me whereas like you're at 31 I can remember when we first had kids you know there's all kinds of action happening out there and and all of a sudden your whole world has a different it turns on a different axis and it's amazing how quickly uh your new perspective becomes something that you treasure Oh, completely, definitely. I, I find that there's so many little things that happen at home. I know that even for the first uh, six months, it was a lot different than it was in the last two months where I know I come home from work and he recognizes who I am and will smile as soon as I walk in the door. And even little moments like that make, you know, even a hard day at work uh, uh, just wash away and suddenly my focus changes and my approach to the day changes. So. It's definitely, there's so much more value to what I get from my family structure than from, you know, anything else I'm getting invited to as a blogger. And that is what I'm trying to reflect in things I create to show that even though I'm not out there in the public as much, I'm still okay. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's, um, it's funny because I, uh, a personal story about this is I lost a lot of friends when I had my daughter, you know, 15 years ago, because I still had my my buddies who, you know, were doing the typical, well, we got volleyball on Monday and floor hockey on Thursday and whatever else on the weekend. And that, that became very low on the on the term you know, in terms of priorities for me. It was no, you know what? I'd rather stay home and watch my daughter drool on herself for three hours. <laughs> you know, it's really it's, 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 you know, it was fun and then giving her that first bottle. Oh my goodness! You know, yeah. I had a grin from ear to ear, and, and those really it really pulled into focus for me what was truly important as a father. So true. I'm used to actually. I, I'm I, I'm not 31 yet. I'm turning 31 in about 13 days. Okay, okay. So Don't rub it in. Don't rub I'm it not, in. I'm not trying to, <laughs> but normally I do throw a birthday party every year that you know I invite a bunch of people I know and we have a good time, rent out a bar floor or whatnot. And this year, everyone's asking me if it's happening. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I really just don't have it in me to do that. Just I, if I have a few friends at home, they see that they see the baby, we hang out and relax and have a nice daytime brunch thing. That's where my mind's at now, and it's very interesting to see. You know, my approach is completely going in another direction from almost everyone else I know, and it happens. But at the same time, we've found a solid community who we are in one of the areas of Toronto where it's booming baby town right now, and so we've found plenty of friends around who understand what's going on and have babies around the same age. So it's just a shift in another direction to another group of friends, and I still have the old ones, but you know, they'll they'll see me a lot less frequently. I find. I'm sure during your birthday party, there's going to be a Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Ron, tell tell Casey that uh, it does come back around, doesn't it? As our ki- kids get a little bit older and you get to actually maybe enjoy some of those adult parties again when the kids are, I don't know, asleep uh, in the back room somewhere. <laughs> or, or at least that was old school. That's what my parents did with me. But Yeah, yeah, you know, that, that's still there, you, 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 you know, as well as, you know, you, you make new friendships. 
uh, with people that are, you know, in the, in the same position that you are and you can kind of commiserate together and laugh and exactly, you know, you have those, those shared, that shared bond, you know, band of brothers kind of thing. <laughs> in the trenches. I like it. Yes. Yes. So, you know, it's a, there's a dichotomy of, uh, you know, the good and the, the good and the bad. I, I kind of, but you know, if you got a good sense of humor about it, it's, it's all fun. <laughs> Well, I just picked up something interesting when I heard that. Now, now, Casey, you said your wife's still on mat leave. Yeah. And from what I understand in the U.S., there is no, is there no mat leave? Is there no year mat leave? Or is it a state-by-state state situation? Ron, Ron, are you aware of yeah, that? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's actually, it's interesting that you brought that up. I'm actually uh, writing an article right now for the Today Show um, about what I wish my boss knew about being a father. And one of the issues is the, uh, uh, maternity leave for fathers. Um, in the United States, and I don't know the exact number, but we lag behind greatly um, in comparison to Canada and most of the uh, uh, European nations in terms of, you know, what, it, you know, fathers have in those countries for maternity leave versus what fathers have uh, in the United States. And really, um, it, you know, just a, you know, in a, in a simple sense, it comes down to, you know, it depends on the, the company. Um, and it, you know, to, as I was doing the research for this article, uh, you know, there's, there's also kind of an unwritten thing there that, you, you know, there are a lot of fathers that, okay, their companies do offer them uh, a certain amount of maternity leave. Um, and, uh, however, you know, their bosses, uh, kind of put this unwritten pre pressure on them to like, well, you don't really need that time. That's really for the mom and the baby, not you and the baby. But there's a lot of research out there that, uh, has shown that, you know, those early, you know, those early uh, moments with, you know, the father and the baby are very important. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So, yeah, because that, that, that creates an interesting situation where the, you know, the, the, the mom is looking for help. And if the dad's able to help out and have a, that quality time early on in the baby's life, as you said, it creates that stronger bond. But it also allows the, uh, the partner to help a lot more and be, be an active participant rather than, you know, some of us who aren't able to do that. And then, you know, you're, you're kind of doing what you normally do and you come home and then it's like you sort of pass the baton and, and the wife gets to take a shower and, and have a meal and it's dad time, you know? I was just also thinking about what we were talking on the show with Dr. Christy Prouse from the Institute for Hormonal Health, an incredible physician who's also, I mean, she has, what is it, five degrees taught, an amazing, amazing clinician. And one of the things we were talking about is is hormones after um, after delivering? Okay, so guys, I gotta ask. I've gotta ask. Um, I've I've been a postpartum woman, and I know what it's like to have uh, you feel like an alien's taken over your body. And Casey, you've talked about the lack of sleep. And from a dad's perspective, what is it like, guys, to sit back and watch you know the person that you've just had a baby with um, go through tremendous, as we call on our previous show, hormonal changes. Um, and and how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that when you're also trying to cope with all this new newness and and the lack of sleep? Do you have any any experience? And and uh, I know your wives might be listening to this, though. So, uh, <laughs> so we're not married. So my first wife's not listening to this. I'm sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's not Casey and not Ron. Okay, that's not who we're talking to. No, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for for us, I mean, I know that we've um, again. It's it's been such a short period of time, but it feels like it's been ages in another way. Where in the first months, we had a bit of a hard time with things, and uh, I think this was pretty much North America wide. But we suffered one of the worst winters in a oh. long time. Yeah. <laughs> so we had our baby in November and we are going through, through all the brunt of everything going on with um, our winter and it just between that between you know not being able to get out and do as much as we would have wanted to and I was having in the middle of this crazy project at work so it was a balance between trying to make sure that I could be there to give the support needed, uh, taking sick days if I could to be around and take care of some extra things. We had a huge support network through both uh, friends and family as well as our church by dropping off food and clothes and things of that nature. Uh, it, it, a lot of it was just making sure that um, my wife knew that I was there to help in whatever she needed. Sometimes it was a hug. Sometimes it was just shutting up and listening for whatever was going on. And sometimes what a be- smart man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Eight months in and you've got figured out. I, I, have my, I have my life plan figured out here. <laughs> Your certificate's in the mail. Don't worry. Thank you. I, I, it's a funny story. My coworkers actually gave me a uh, certificate as part of my baby shower gift saying that I'm a graduate of the Honey, honey Yes uh, certificate program. So I am certified in knowing how to shut up and listen whenever necessary. Well but, done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. A lot of it was just, you know, I, I, I've built more depth in communication and just making sure that I'm on the same page with where my wife is at through the months. And I know that there's going to be ups and downs. I have to appreciate that and make sure that I'm there for the ride in all of that where possible. So that's great. That's a great perspective. And I, do, and I do love the realness of that because it is an all honky dory and um, it's such an exciting time, but such a, a roller coaster is the best way to put it. And um, but I think you said some key things, you know, just actually listening sometimes when when we're hormonal, um, we don't need a fix. You know, we don't want you to necessarily fix it. I'm not even sure we know what the fix could be. But listening is is so important. So that's uh, I just I had to put it out there because part of the show we did talk about, you know, not just postpartum depression, but baby blues and just the changes in hormones, which are so drastic. And I got news for you guys. It, it doesn't change. It continues to happen. <laughs> Margaret, don't, don't get me wrong. I come from a history of trying to fix things. I have learned <laughs> through trial <laughs> tribulation. There, there's a lot of trial by fire. But in the end, <laughs> I've learned enough lessons that now I don't make the same mistakes for about the 107th time. <laughs> you were born with the same toolkit that I had. And it's like, oh, that doesn't work. Try this. Try that. Try this tool. No, it doesn't work. What about you, Ron? Uh, what about those uh, hormonal changes? Uh, you know, the, the situation, you know, for uh, particularly for my first two sons, was so different um with my first son when he was born i was in the military at the time um and i was it just lucky enough to take and be there for the birth um and for the first couple days um after that um and then after that i was gone for six months uh and you know left 
you know, his mother completely on her own. Uh, you know, and there was, there was a lot of guilt that I had, you know, during those months that I was gone, but there was nothing that I could do about it. You know, that was just the situation. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I, you know, as soon as I was able to take him be reunited with her, you know, I did everything that I could to take and try to make up for that. Um, but there still, you know, felt like that there was something missing, you know, in those months that were gone and, you know, was never able to feel like I could make that up. When my second son came along, um, I was as involved as I could be. Um, and at that point uh, in my career, I was actually working for a Fortune 500 company um, in, in the United States and um, had an executive level position and had a lot of expectations placed on me, you know, at the, you know, the stereotypical, you know, expectations for, you know, a man as a provider and, you know, at that, at that level. Um, but uh, I didn't, I, I didn't feel as beholden to those um, expectations as, you know, the circumstances I had before. And so I was as involved as what I could be, you know, every chance that I got, I was holding that kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when he got up, you know, he had uh, reflux. Um, wow. Yeah. And so, you know, I didn't know what I was, I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, but, you know, uh, I got up in the middle of the night and, you know, I took care of him and was, you know, holding him upright. So, you know, that, that acid wasn't coming up into his throat and, you know, uh, and it's interesting cause I have a, I have a special kind of bond with my middle son, I think. And I think that kind of goes back to that. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that you just raised a really good point and I, I want to tip my hat to, to many of the daddies out there like you two that, uh, are torn. I mean, whether you know mom's home on mat leave or if you're home on paternity leave there there's life still goes on and and as you mentioned Casey you were you were in the middle of a big project and you Ron had to be away for work and and there is that the realities of life and and someone has to provide for for children and and whether it's both partners or one there is that that guilt and that constant struggle because I'm sure it tugs at your heartstrings. So I just, I just want to really recognize that. I think dads sometimes really get um, the short end of the stick when it comes to the expectations are really through the roof. But you know, it is a real struggle sometimes um, for all of us to balance life, and um, men are no different. And just from a female's perspective, I certainly see, and I, I'm grateful for a phenomenal husband that I have and a father for my children and and trying to balance and being a good dad and 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 pitching in where he can but it's not easy and when we talk about emotional it's you know I I got to give you guys some of the what you uh are due uh because I'm sure too that there are times where you felt um emotional frustrated um out of control all of those things and uh, just hearing both of you be honest about the situation i think for new dads even though you are one casey it's it's important to to be honest about this because it's a topic i think that men don't want to speak about it's they've got to be the strong ones but to sometimes say oh you know i really did sort of feel like i was letting someone down or i wasn't doing enough is um i think it speaks highly to to being a good dad Uh, you know just to kind of you know, 
talk about being honest. I think one of the great things, and I've seen such a progression in the last several years. You know, I started blogging in 2007 and really started blogging about being a dad in 2008. Um, is that there's a community out there, a growing community, a very vocal community that is sharing these experiences and making it okay to take and be vulnerable and take and be honest. And that's just really a part of fatherhood um, that uh, hasn't been there in the past. So we look at like the traditional fathers from like the fifties and the sixties and that, you know, where you were closed off and unemotional. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned where my, you know, my, I, I noticed my father struggling with that, you know, knowing mm-hmm. that you know, there was something there, but, didn't know how to express it. And I think that that's really what's great about uh, today is that we have that opportunity, we have that outlet, uh, and we have those networks out there that you know we can take and share you know, with other fathers. I love it. And that's why we wanted to have uh, both of you on the after show because we called it Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby. But let's face it, um, those babies didn't get here without you. And <laughs> we did the easy part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> I'm not, you know, we're not, let's just call it what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But I, but I do think you're absolutely right. Having these discussions and, and I do love sort of the, the humor and the delivery and the interaction that, that guys can have now about these topics. That brotherhood is, is I think really kind of cool and brings a different dynamic. I think a refreshing dynamic to parenting. I love the fact that um, because there are blogs out there, like the ones that you're writing, um, we can get a different perspective from different places around the world, which is what WOW Living TV is about, that we're reaching beyond borders um, and and really neat that we can actually have these discussions and get different views um, of, of the way things are handled. This was so much fun. We're going to have to do this on a more regular basis, get together for a virtual coffee and uh, <laughs> trade war stories about being hormonal at the wrong time, <laughs> getting yeah, chastised I- for it. You know what, Todd, I think we need to do a, another uh, a whole series and we've got to come up. I love this whole Superman idea. I think we got to come up with something. You know me, I love to have a lot of fun. So I think we need to do a couple more quick shows uh, with these two gentlemen. And, and let's p- p- pick some topics uh, that <laughs> we can really dig dig into. As Maybe we follow Casey a little bit during his uh the changes, because boy, oh boy, <laughs> I know what's coming, and they're all fantastic, but I <laughs> they're all fabulous. Trust me, Casey, every stage is fantastic, but you, you know, the teething, and then the and they start to walk, because right now, it's kind of simple, and then they start to yeah. walk, and then there's, you know, there's all kinds of really cool explorations that we need to continue this discussion. What do you think, Todd? Oh, yes, I think so. I'm looking at a picture of Casey right now, and he looks like he has very fine hair, but <laughs> I'm thinking maybe in a couple of years when that child starts walking and talking, there may be less of it. There may be a little gray. photos from zero to about two or three with me. I'm the first child, and I see the, the hair just vanish. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been truly uh, an awesome experience. I appreciate both of you. Casey, obviously we can find you at caseypalmer.com with your non-blog. Where else can we find you on the uh, the interwebs in terms of Twitter and Facebook? On Twitter, you can find me at KCP, so C-A-S-E-P. And I am under uh, Casey E. Palmer on Facebook at my page there. And everything's pretty linked together. If you go to one place, you'll likely find me on all the others. Awesome. And, of course... 
Ron, you've got your lovely blog called Clark Kent's Lunchbox, which is at ClarkKent'sLunchbox.com. Where else can we find you in this wonderful wide web? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm around. Uh, let's see. On Twitter, you can find me at, uh, at CK underscore Lunchbox. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook at Clark Kent's Lunchbox. Um, e- easy enough. And uh, I also write for the Today Show Parent. I, I was going to mention that there's some brand new uh, news on your site there that you're now uh, a contributing correspondent. Very cool. Yeah, the, the the Today Show has decided that it's not just about moms anymore. That uh, dads are just involved, and um, I am honored to be uh, part of uh, five other uh, dad bloggers who are just extraordinary writers and, and extraordinary dads. Congratulations! Congratulations! Ron. You know. You know, Ron, we've got some very cool interactive tools for moms and dads um, that are educational ones. When you were talking about reflux, I thought of it immediately. Um, it's too bad it was many, many years ago that you went through that. Um, <laughs> but but Wow uh, Wow TV has some interactive blo- interactive uh, tutorials on helping with gas and colic and teething and and the power of play and physical literacy in children. It's completely free and shareable. So I will send those links along to you and have you take a look because I know today's parent here in in Canada wrote about it and uh, maybe something oh, you might be interested in taking a look at. Yeah, I would have loved to have those resources, you know, eight, 10 years ago. <laughs> you betcha. I'd like to say thank you again to everyone, including you, Margaret, for joining us on this wonderful after show. And I, I look forward to working with these two gentlemen. I'm hoping they'll come back at some point and maybe be involved in one of our uh, WOW TV uh, shows and we can see their faces on TV. <laughs> I'm game if you are. No problem. I, it's been such an honor, guys. Thanks for letting me hang out with the boys. It's always a great pleasure and I cannot wait uh, to air this with WOW TV and to have both of you maybe live in studio um, when we do an entire show just about dads. Excellent. Thank you. From Listen Up Talk Radio and WOW Living TV, I'm Todd Miller. Thanks for joining us.